You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome back to the golf show. I am Mike DeDorich. Um, I forgot one one little item that I wanted to add to uh, what was going on uh, this coming week. Uh, the Tri-State PGA will ha- hold their uh, amateur, amateur championship on August 14th, and that is next Friday. It will be at Chartier's Country Club. So that will be interesting, too, considering how the amateurs uh, have played recently. Um and I also read somewhere, and I can't remember where now, but some guy said he's been been looking at um, stats for majors going back many years. And he said he had 136 majors in his data set, and the furthest back the eventual winner was after round two was 35th place. And for the Tiger fans, Tiger is tied for 44th heading into today's round, for whatever that's worth. All right, Um, this is U.S. Women's Amateur Week. The ladies are playing down in Maryland. And I mention that because um, my next guest, my first guest actually, won that tournament a few years ago and um, gonna have we're gonna talk to Carol Semple Thompson who is probably the most decorated um, female amateur golfer in the history of the game at least that's how I see it and she's been a friend of the show and a friend of mine for a long time and it's always uh, a thrill when, when she comes on, even at this early hour. Um, Carol, good morning. Thanks for coming on today. Good morning, Mike. That was quite an introduction. Well, well, yeah. You know, I thought it, I thought it was uh, relevant. <laughs> well, it's very sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, U.S. Women's Amateur this week. You won it in 1973, and I remember researching this for a story that I did some other time that you considered that to be um, like a turning point in your career. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That was the first big thing I ever won. I I had won the state championship, and I had won the Western Pennsylvania championship, but um, nothing bigger than that. So I... I was I was pretty old too compared to the kids today. I was 24, oh so that's ancient in in uh, today's 
standards. Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd go out there now at 24, they'd call your grandma. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, they've called me that for a long time, but... Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they can call you what you want. All you all you have to do is just point to your, your accomplishments. Um, what, what do you remember about that tournament? Um, well, I remember a lot about my parents. You know, everybody talks about family. Well, not everybody, but lots of people talk about their family, but... Um, my mother was in the hospital that summer. She mm. was in the hospital for like two months. Oh. And um, she had been diagnosed with lupus. And she was always a great supporter of mine. She was always out watching, and so she was not there. But my father was able to get to the final match. and But he was late getting there. So we had played 18 holes, and I thought he was supposed to be there by lunchtime, and he wasn't there at lunchtime, and... We went out on the the second 18, and I just was so distracted because I thought something had happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I was like three down after six holes of the of the afternoon round, and finally he showed up hiding behind a tree, <laughs> and uh, so then I I could relax and play my game, and I was able to come back and and win on the 36th hole. So I played That's pretty well that day. I remember certain shots. I don't remember, I never remember all my shots, but it was just a, uh, it was a huge thrill because my father was vice president of the USGA and the president of the USGA was there in attendance, but he stepped aside. So at the presentation, my father was able to give me the the trophy. How big of a thrill was that? Oh, that was, that was big. Uh, well, unbelievable. Yeah, right. Um, that that was, and the other thing I found remarkable was that was the only U.S. women's amateur you won, huh? Yeah, that's the only one. But I'm not complaining. No, no, no. You won several <laughs> others on, on on the way down. But um, why was that? Was there a reason that you never won? Uh, you, did you contend again? Oh well, I did. The next summer, I uh, was runner-up. I lost okay. in the finals. I think I was so nervous about being uh, about there being a possibility that I might defend my title that I played really badly in the uh, finals the next summer and lost to Cindy Hill. But I mean, I was yes, I was contender for many years. I got to the semifinals many times, quarterfinals. Uh, my record in the amateur was pretty darn good. I just never won it again. Yeah. Um you found out, and you probably had a taste of it before that, about the pressure that goes along with being, you know, the champion, the defending champion, or somebody who people expect to be there every year. Oh, yeah, definitely. And actually that stood me in good stead for um, the the later championships that I won, the the women's mid-amateur. Uh, which was for 25 and older players. That the first one I won was at Allegheny, my home club. So that was like it was kind of like being a defending champ because everybody expected me to win. I was the the one of the stars at the at my home club. So that was pretty neat. Again, yeah. that had to do a lot to do with my family because my father died six months before that championship, mm. and my mother was like the co-chairman of the event and she was so she was there and able to watch so i had one parent there yeah 
and I remember you were there. Was that the? Didn't you win one at this at um, in the senior am? I did. They had the the senior women's championship again at Allegheny in 2001, and it was the week of 9/11. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I mean, it was that was awful. But uh, that was, that was know, quite an experience. We had so many players here, and they couldn't get home. Right. Well, that was eerie when they decided to play again. And well, that's we're right. Out there, we're out there on the golf course, and it's silent. And I silent. said, somebody, listen, listen to that. And they said, well, I can't hear anything. And I said, yeah. You know, the planes fly over there all the time. That's right. I know. It was beautiful weather. Oh, wonderful. And just silent as could be up in, oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was so eerie. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you watch the, the, the Women's Amateur on TV? I watched a little bit of it. I, I haven't watched as much as I'd like, but I just don't know any of these kids. No. no. I, I know, the the only one I kind of know is Rachel Keene, who played very well in the first day of qualifying, and then I see she lost yesterday in the round of 16. But she was a name I could follow because I don't know her mother. Her mother, Brenda Corey Keene, was a... A Curtis Cupper, so I I was on uh, I think maybe two Curtis Cup teams with her. I see. And so it's fun to it's been fun to uh, watch Rachel, her daughter, come along, and she's having a very good summer. Well, and this isn't on the subject particularly, but I'll tell you one of my my golf thrills were was the um, Curtis Cup. At Fox Chapel, whatever year that was, and I can't remember exactly. But well, that's that was 2002. 2002. Yeah. And for people that don't know what happened, um, Carol knocked in a 27-foot, I believe, birdie putt um, to clinch the U.S. keeping the cup. And that just was really cool, seeing you do that at home, pretty much. Uh, and there were a bunch of fans out there. That was that was one of the things I'll always remember. Well, that was kind of like being a hometown favorite, too. I mean, even though I wasn't a member of Fox Chapel, it was certainly a Pittsburgh connection. And I was the old bag on the team. I was in my 50s, and everybody else was in their early 20s and but the kids were great. I mean, they 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 really gave me all the support I needed, and and to come through with that last match, to win that last individual match with a long putt on the last hole, <laughs> couldn't have been more thrilling for me. For sure. Oh, no, that was that was something. Um, when you're when you were in a situation like that, where you were the the um, senior member of a team like that. Um, did you feel a lot of respect from the kids? Um, oh, yeah, I did. They I were great. We would. had a wonderful time. Yeah, they, they were, we were all teasing each other. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I really thought was funny during the week was that most of the kids on the team had long blonde hair and yeah. ponytails. Uh-huh. So the the British team decided to give me a blonde wig, oh, so that I could wear, so I could have a blonde ponytail too. 
I don't think we saw any pictures of that anywhere <laughs> that I well, remember. I, I just happen to have a few if you really would like to, oh, to see them. <laughs> I, well, maybe I would, yes. Um, I want to tell folks, um, and th- there are so many stories we could talk about, but um, you are you are already and will be a, a part of a, um, a, a endeavor called Keeler 1930. It's a multimedia platform that's going to celebrate the champions of golf as they reflect on their careers and victories in a contemporary voice, kind of like what you, were, you and I are doing today. Um, in addition to Carol, others that are going to be on there are Hale Irwin, Tony Jacklin, Julie Inkster, and Marlene Street. Um, this sounds like a, a, a really cool um, um, compilation, uh, some stuff that will be very entertaining and very instructive, I'm sure. And it, while it's not up and running totally yet, just keep an eye out for it. Again, it's called Keeler 1930. Um, and that had to be a, a, a big deal for you, for them to ask you to be part of that, Carol, right? Well, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just a uh, little amateur champion from way back, but um, sure. The the guy starting it is, well, the, my friend is um, Pete Kowalski, who yep. was with the USGA for so many years. Mm-hmm. And he's now retired and, and looking for a project. And uh, starting this thing, uh, O.B. Keeler was quite a writer back in the yes. 20s. He really specialized in writing about Bobby Jones. So it's kind of a, an interesting name to me. Sure. Um, I like the idea of 1930 when Bobby mm-hmm. did his, his Grand Slam. And see? There will be a lot of history to this thing. It'll be, I think it will be fun to see video and hear the oral histories of these champions. Yep. And I'm sure yep. that they'll get a lot more people than, than the, the ones you just mentioned. Yeah. Well, and... Before I let you go, I'm going to say this, and you and I have had this conversation before. You said about you're just little old me winning women's championships or whatever. Um, There's a reason you're known as, and I refer to you as, the Queen of American Amateur Golf, and you deserve that title. And um, I'm just thrilled that... that, uh, you are able to come on with me this morning and, and uh, thrilled to be able to call you my friend. Well, thank you, Mike. I feel the same way. Well, um, good luck to you, and, and um, uh, we'll see where this goes, and maybe we'll get back and uh, talk about it again later. Okay, that'd be great. Carol, thanks for coming on. Always nice to talk to you. Thanks, Mike. You too. All right. That's Carol Simple Thompson. Uh, she is one of the great. American amateur women players. She was amazing. Okay, it's time for our second break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, a young man who won a real big golf tournament this week. And uh, we'll do that right after this break. You're listening to The Golf Show on 93.7 The Fan. 